New Zealand's captain Kane Williamson standing down from his test duties. Tim Southey will be our new test captain for the Black Caps. I will just take your initial thoughts straight off the bat. Oh, I wasn't expecting it, to be fair. Um, look, hey, it's caught me on the hop. Um, and like a lot of New Zealand fans, I think it would have. Um, but some time to reflect. And, and throughout the show, I'm sure we'll pull it apart a little bit more. Um, look, I, I, I think it could be the first cracks we've seen in, in Gary Stead um, in terms of the direction that he's initially said uh, with this testing. Um, but more conservative in mind and, and seeing the way England's played over the last little while, uh, maybe they're going to go a little bit more aggressive with someone like a Tim Southey. Let me read out some of the stats uh, for Kane in his role as test captain. 40 tests, leading New Zealand as captain, 22 wins, 8 draws and 10 losses. That makes a 55% win rate, easily the best of any New Zealand skipper. He was, of course, at the helm when New Zealand won the World Test Championship in 2021. So why is he stepping down? I think we have him talking about this uh, in his own words earlier today. No, we don't. Uh, however, that's all right, because we've got Mitch McClinigan to fill in his own words for him. Kane <laughs> probably won't want me speaking for him. But <laughs> look, uh, to be honest, I reckon there's bugger all for him to, to achieve in mm. the test format as a skipper. You know, uh, I think what we're seeing is that he's directing himself towards the next two World Cups, which are one day World Cup and the T20 World Cup, which he'll want to try and win another a white ball championship, right? So he's going to direct his energy in that. For me, the sad part about it is, are we going to see him rested in test tours? Like Bolte's obviously made that decision. So is that something that's on the card, cards when you give away mm. a test captaincy? So he said he wants to continue as a specialist batter and he mentioned mm. those things as well, right? The pinnacle events coming up and they've had all these discussions and they've decided that that's where he best focuses attention because it is captaining your nation across all three formats. It is draining. It is a high workload. You could argue that you're compensated for that, but that doesn't take away from what the work does to you. So maybe in a way this comes as a blessing uh, in some way that it allows him to focus on his batting when it comes to this test side as he still is one of our best batters. I think initially, I think he was probably a reluctant skipper. Um, I, I think there was that, obviously with Baz taking the captaincy off Ross, I think there was supposed to be a natural succession where Baz was going to skipper, Ross would skip, and then Kane would come into the role now or the last couple of years, you know. Um, and I think that got skipped, and I think he was a reluctant skipper at the time. I think he's been a fantastic skipper for us over the time that he has been the captain. I mean, those numbers that you read out before, mm. 50% win rate in test cricket is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I, I, I just think it's... Getting back to batting, and, and we've seen this form dip in, in recent times, um, and maybe that is just that pressure of being skipper and, and being that person that everyone needs to talk to and the whole time rather than being able to focus on his trade, which is was going out and scoring a truckload of runs. All right, let's now hear from the man himself, Kane Williamson. It's sort of been an ongoing discussion, not specifically formats, but workload, um, wanting to keep making sure and putting uh, my energy in, in the right places and with... Um, major events um, next year it kind of transpired the, the way it has and, and so we've sort of made that decision and um, very fortunate within the environment to have so many other great leaders and really exciting to, to see Tim take over the, the test team and looking forward to supporting him. You talk about the work, workload, how much extra, especially off-field stuff, comes with that role of being test captain? Like what's Tim in for? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, great question. Um, yeah, I mean, it does come with, um, you know, a lot of added 
work and, and responsibilities and um, like to mention it is a, a privilege and an honour um, but a challenge as well and um, and you are well supported and I have been over the years but um, I think when you do do it for a long period of time um, with so much cricket on that um, the, the volume and the nature of it that I think it is a, a really nice opportunity to, to share that and Tim's been a, a big part of the, the leadership of this environment for a while and, and so he's um, largely aware of um, some of those added parts to, to the role that he's um, taking over so uh, yeah it's, it's exciting um, and a, a great opportunity and like I say looking forward to, to working alongside Tim. Alright Mitch so you hear Kane talking there. You've mentioned before, you know, Tim Southey's era might uh, feature slightly more aggressive approaches. What else can we expect from a Tim Southey captaincy? Well, I mean, uh, he's pretty much best mates with Baz, right? So <laughs> I think a lot of his approach to cricket is going to follow what Baz does. And and I wonder if, if Gary has seen, seen the writing on the wall that um, this is the way forward with Test Cricket. Um, and the style of cricket that we're going to have to play to be able to compete or maybe even win or win that next World Chess Championship. So I think that could be on the cards. I think he's going to be super aggressive with his declarations, uh, far less conservative than um, Stead and Kane have been previously. Um, Canterbury would never, ever declare when Steady was in charge unless they had 350, 400 runs on the board. Uh, I don't think we'll see that with, with, with Tim. I think he'll take that Baz approach of uh, you've got you to gotta try and um, you've got to be happy to lose a game if you want to win it. So I think that'll be the style. Well, that's very interesting that you make that comment in the wake, of course, of England's tour of Pakistan, tester of Pakistan, and Mm. Tim's first venture as the official test captain. Not his first time captaining, of course, but in this role on a permanent basis, will be over in Pakistan. So do you Mm. think he's uh, paid attention to that series and taken heed of what's happened there? Oh, absolutely. He would have traded messages of bads multiple times, I'd imagine, um, and what's worked from that tour. So I think you're going to have a leader going into that tour who who knows exactly what's got to happen. Kane will just slot into that Joe Root style that they've got in their side, and it's how Tim picks his team around that. I, I is he, going, is he going to play Glenn Phillips as that aggressor in the middle order to do what Harry Brooks did, score score 100 at, at, at 110, 120 strike rates? So that's the exciting part to me, is that first test team that rolls out on, on paper in that test tour is going to be a Tim Southey test team, hopefully, mm. hopefully, not a, not a Kane Williamson-Gary Stead test team. Now, does that also potentially lead into some reasoning? Because I think think a lot of people would be asking, fairly, why Tim has been named over Tom Latham. Tom's captained the Black Caps in the test side, I think, six of the last ten tests. He probably had every right to think that he was going to be stepping up. He retains that role of the vice-captaincy. Gary Stead today was quoted as saying, we've got great leaders, two of them are here, referring to Kane and Tim who are in that press conference, and Tom is another one, and there are others in our team as well. I guess we just discussed all the different options and put them out there. In the end, we felt Tim's experience and I guess a little bit of a feeling of a bowling position as well is slightly different. Uh, it's got nothing to do with bowling position at all. I think it, um, on the surface of it, like they can say what they want, but in all honesty, you've got you've got a mass exodus of your senior players um, to to encourage one of your senior players to take an even more senior role. Um, and Tim's never, Tim's never captain a test match. I'd imagine growing up, that's all he's wanted to do as well, being such a cricket, test cricket advocate. I think that's a big carrot. Um, there's a small match fee addition that he gets <laughs> gets for being the test captain as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're trying to, to, trying to keep 
as much on the table for Tim Southey as they possibly can because if you lose Tim Southey in this New Zealand team at the moment and, and Kane doesn't play as much, um, then all your experience is gone. So I think they're, they're looking at trying to give status for people like Tim Southey. Um, and in my opinion, I think he thoroughly deserves it. And, and I also think it's a, it's a do we want to change the style of test cricket that we're going to play? What's going to be more competitive for New Zealand uh, um, going forward with the, with the stocks we've got coming through? Um, can we complete playing... Uh, can we compete playing traditional test cricket or do we need to look at England and play more of a white ball type mm. format in test cricket? You mentioned the experience there and the importance of keeping that within this New Zealand setup, and that did make me think of, I guess, the broader perspective too, right? Which is that in this year we have seen Trent Bolt hand in his New Zealand cricket contract. We've seen Martin Guptill, we've seen Colin de Grandholm, Jimmy Neesham hasn't accepted one because he's off playing in T20 franchises that he'd mm. already signed for fair play, uh, all of them. But do you think as well... Perhaps it's not calculated, but is it at least a blessing and a silver lining in, in a lot of this that this means surely his services are secured from a New Zealand perspective for at least the next few years? Well, I, uh, I heard rumours a couple of weeks ago that there was an op- there's a few opportunities being thrown Tim's, Tim's way, like like Balti and Nish, and, and that he could be on on the on the way out potentially. And this is obviously something that they have used to to secure him and. Um, when I heard the rumours that he could potentially go, and you know, there are only rumours, they probably they could be true, they could not be true. When I heard the rumours, I didn't think he would go because with Bolte out of the picture, um, I think he's got numbers that he's trying to chase down. He wants to be the leading Test wicket taker of uh, for New Zealand all time, mm. I'd imagine. So I think that alone probably kept him with New Zealand and the test captaincy is going to help that as well. Mm. It is quite striking as well, I think, with Tim because he is grafted for a long time for New Zealand. He has been a long time servant of the game for the Black Caps. How stoked do you think he was to get that call? Uh, yeah, I guess he'll be immensely proud. Um, generally, when you, as an athlete, when you get picked for your country and... Um, and a captaincy honour as well. It's um, it can probably have more of an effect on your family, um, the people around you, the people who have supported your whole your mm. whole life. And I think that's probably the case with Tim. He's like Steady said or Kane said um, that he's been in a leadership role with New Zealand for a long period of time. He's captain the other formats. So I think it's probably more about the family, how how mm. stoked they'll be, an achievement he can tick off for them and see their joy of him getting that. But he is such a huge advocate of Test cricket. He, on, honestly, I don't know if you can go through an uh, interview with Tim and him saying that Test cricket isn't the mm. pinnacle. <laughs> That's another thing you learn from Baz. <laughs> so, starting in a T20 series, eh? yeah, the outset of a, oh, yeah, yeah. T, of a T20 World Cup. Yeah, we love test T20 the... cricket, yeah, but uh, <laughs> Test is the pinnacle, eh? So, so looking forward to that. So yeah, I think uh, to, to have that feather in his cap will, will be, you know, it's a short list of people who've, who've capped in the country, right? Mm. You touched on Tom Latham before. I think he's a bit unlucky, right? Like, why, why did... Why why did Tim get skipped? Mm. Like I, I don't I understand. And the only the only thing I can understand is that um, Southie's got a different outlook on cricket than Tom does. He's very much more in line with with um, Steady um, and and Kane's philosophy. And I and I think um, they must be looking. They honestly, if you're going to pick Tim as captain, you mm. must be looking at playing the game in a different way. Mm. Uh, text in here. How much has IPL played into this and in stopping Tim going off chasing T20 money? Which is what we were we were touching on earlier before. I mean, it's very speculative, isn't it? Um, yes and no. I guess um, you know it's, we could be in a different situation if Tim didn't get retained by KKR. 
this year. You know, he's got that 150,000 US that it's guaranteed, a, a nice little buffer. Um, you know, but he's he's made some serious cash um, over the time. Just play, he's played since he was 18, so he's been in the game a very, very long time. IPL has definitely probably enabled him to stay playing test cricket a little bit longer rather than the guys who haven't got big money in the IPL. Um, but I think, I think his passion for ch- chasing records um, and seeing the opportunity that... Um, yeah, seeing the opportunity that he can probably change the face of Test cricket, um, a bit like Baz has done for England, I think that's a big opportunity for mm. him as well. Very much so. We will be talking plenty more about this because, like I say, it's just great timeliness that Mitch McLennigan is on the show. So any questions you might have around the situation or about that Test team as a whole, do send them our way. We'll be taking calls a little bit later on too. Uh, and the man himself, Brendan McCullum, will be on breakfast tomorrow too to discuss it all. So make sure you stay tuned in for that as well.